On this episode of the Bigfooty International Podcast, we talk to Brett Snowden, the coach of the Japanese samurai side, about the changes in the Jaffel since uh, we last spoke to him in January, about his team's preparations for the International Cup, and about their goals and what they hope to achieve there. All that and more, coming right up. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Bigfoot International Podcast. I'm here today talking to Brett Snowden, the coach of the Japan Samurai uh, at the International Cup. Good uh, evening, Brett. Good evening, Jason. Um, it's actually my understanding you won't be at the International Cup uh, due to circumstances beyond your control. Uh, yeah, uh, a new addition who's a bit of a princess doesn't understand that, uh, you know, Daddy had plans, and he wants to ruin those plans. But uh, no, fair enough. <laughs> no worries. Can't win all the battles. I know we talked to you uh, in the well in the AFL off season about football development in Japan, and we probably don't need to re go over that. But how uh, how has it come along since uh, since I talked to you last? Um, well, there's been a bit of a change. Um, the the league split into two now, so we have an Eastern Division and a Western Division. Um, just because of uh, you know financial circumstances within the league, um, it's a bit tough for some guys, especially university students, to make the trip to Nagoya and Osaka um, twice a year. So uh, they've changed it that the the top two of the Eastern League will go through to the finals, and the top place out of the Western League uh, will meet in the second semi-final. Um, yeah, and there's also a new team getting formed in Hiroshima as we speak at the moment, which is good. That'll bring the Western Division to three teams. Um, yeah, so it's going well. I mean, I think the the big improvement for the league, at least in the, the Eastern League, is there's more games now. Um, you know, I think last year each team only played each other once. This year we're playing each other twice off memory. So it... It does help with the development big time, having games every fortnight rather than once a month. Absolutely, and it would help having those games more local as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Than, than just, having to go across uh, the know, country. Logistically, it's so much easier. Uh, you know, we can have two or three games on the same day now, whereas before we were sort of scratching around looking for venues. Anything to make it easier to develop the game for you. It's, uh, it's, it's great to hear the improvement. Yeah, oh, definitely. So, um, how many people are is Japan taking to the International Cup this year? Um, I think we're taking 28 this year. And how many? Uh, are the... Players, players, 28 players, and I think it's 35 including um, all uh, your, you know, your trainers and uh, the president and a few extras as well. So, who's who's coaching in your absence? Um, it'll be taken over by uh, the captain of the team who will be playing as a player coach. Um, with the two of the captain story, uh, Michito Sakaki and uh, Jun Sekiguchi, uh, wow. both veterans. I think that this is maybe Michito's fourth cup, and uh, probably the same for Jun as well. And, and that'd actually be Japanese, wouldn't they? Ah, uh, yes, they're Japanese. Yeah, uh, Michito was the the bloke that played uh, exhibition match with Essendon uh, a few years back. Okay, against Sydney. So he's, he's a 
he's a quality player. He could easily, uh, you know, if he was Australian, he probably would have been drafted. <laughs> it, it'd make it but, one of the few uh, few teams at the Cup that are actually coached by a non-Australian. Yeah, yeah, that's true, yeah. I from mean, the people I'm talking um, to, at least. Yeah, there's, there's only a handful, isn't there? Um, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how they go, of course. It's a little bit uh, tough for them to, to do it as player coaches, but um, I think both June and Mitch are very well... Uh, you know, they're mentally geared towards this uh, to be successful. They're uh, they're very intelligent footballers, and they, they know they know a lot. Um they, they wouldn't look out of place in any Australian team back home. Okay. So what sort of selection process does the team undergo before they leave for Australia? Um, we've, we've already gone through our selection process. Um, we Basically, we had open training sessions for uh, about six months. Uh, you know, anyone could come down um, and get that experience up and also, uh, you know, of course, game... Game wise, if you know you play better, you're going to get picked. Yeah. So the it was definitely weighted towards, um, you know how good you were. But we also had an issue of because the, the rules this year can't state that we can't you know swap and change players mid tournament. You can only take the 28 selected for uh, for the whole tournament now. Um, another part that came into play was who could actually come to all of the games so that we could actually field a side. So that that also played a big part in it, but uh, definitely just you know lots of hard sessions, lots of running, uh, you know checking out the skills, and then uh, you know player ratings at games. Okay, um, when does the team leave for Australia? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I don't have the itinerary because I'm not going, but I'd <laughs> say that they'd be leaving on the seventh. I think of memory, I think that was the date they originally flagged. So sixth uh, or seventh, I think, is the, when they're heading off. Okay. Um, who should we be looking out for? Uh, just like what key players should we be watching? Like who's going to get our attention? I think the the big one that gets your attention will definitely be Mitch Thor. Um, you know, he's he's only a pocket. He's a pocket rocket. He's 165, 68 centimeters tall, but um, you know, he's just he's just so good. I guess that's the best way of putting it. You know, he can play both sides of his body, super fit, super quick, really, really strong for his size. Um, and you know, he's, you know, I guess it, it does show that he, he did get that game, even though it was an exhibition match, he did get the play at the top level, um, which shows you he's not exactly a hack. Um, so he's, he's one definitely who will stand out, but I think... Um, if there's anyone to really look out for that could be a real game changer, because you know Mitch is your, your sort of your workhorse. He's he's uh, you know he's always going to get the job done. Sort of like a previous uh, from West Coast. Uh, the, the big guy to look out for, I think, this tournament would be uh, Masaya Nakamura. Um, he's another guy that's incredibly gifted athletically. He's quite tall. I think about 185 centimeters tall. He'd be playing through the midfield and half back, but he's super silky skills takes a really good grab uh, has a high leap and pace to burn okay so he's he's definitely I'd be watching out for and how do you think uh... I'd sort of liken him to I guess a you know uh, an aerial cloud similar to Angel Cloud very similar the way he attacks the ball off a puck back 
Okay. Um, we I think we talked last time about the lack of height. Uh, <laughs> that the Japanese yep. guys have, and I, I, I think the, the Chinese guys have the same issue. But uh, <laughs> how, how do you, how do you think that's going to affect their chances at the international cup? Like, what are you expecting from the international cup? Um, I definitely expect them to do everything they can to win. I mean, we are praying for rain, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> that, to, to bring everyone down to our level. Because uh, yeah, we've been. Made it height wise, we we ended up losing. We aren't we aren't taking our full strength squad over. Uh, we've lost a couple through uh, family commitments and um, also another one moving to the states. I think who was uh, our tallest player in Ken Sato. Yeah, you know when you lose a guy that's just under 190 centimeters, it always hurts. Yeah. Um. So I think we're still going to be pretty competitive. I mean, we're very good through the middle and the back. Uh, up front, we're a bit weaker. That's definitely where I see our weaknesses at the moment but through the middle and the back we've got some really good runners and uh, good ball users so you know we're definitely looking to, to you know at least pick up a couple of wins because I think uh, Pakistan and Tonga are very winnable if we play to our best uh, PNG is a bit more difficult um, it really depends on who they bring over but they're always consistently up there the stronger teams but yeah I mean we still go there to win. There's, uh, you know, we, we had this discussion at training last week. There's no going over there for the holiday. It, it's, you know, the closest thing you get to war nowadays is representing your country in sport. So, you know, they, they've got to go out there and try their best to win. And I think they'll be very competitive. Do they? Does the team get any kind of uh, communication with AFL clubs or local clubs or anything like that when they're over here? Um, they, they've got contact with Box Hill North in Victoria. Um, because they, Box Hill North has the spon- uh, scholarship program through Jaffel and okay. you know we've sent quite a few players over there for um, you know stints over there, whether it be one month or six months. Um, so yeah, it it does help to have them. They'll be you know super helpful for us. We'll be doing a couple of sessions with them before the IC starts, um, just to get the guys you know used to playing on the full ground. I mean we do we have found a ground over here that we've been using, but it's the grass is, you know, ankle deep and it's a bit tough to run through. So when they get on a, on a proper proper turf deck, it would be nice. So, yeah, we'll, they'll be helping out. And uh, it is also good that we're, we've managed to get a game at Box Hill North for the community round, the third round game. Nice. So, you know, you could almost say it's a home ground advantage, I guess, for five or six of our guys. Oh, that's good. Um, most A lot of people just can't get... Uh... They're having trouble organising stuff this late, but um, it's good to see that you guys are on the ball. I know the Canadians are going to Port Melbourne, apparently, and I think India actually go to Punt Road, so which must be a nice one. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, um, your first game uh, is on the Sunday, August the tenth, against PN uh, against Papua New Guinea. Um, a tough yep. one to start off straight up. Yeah, it's a it's a toughie. There's there's no doubt about that. Um, you know, we've got guys planning on sending them directions to the wrong wrong field. <laughs> um, maybe a few people to come out and break some legs for us. Because <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, they're a tough they're a tough gig first up. Um, that game is definitely one where we're hoping you know to, to be competitive and uh, you know not get down even if you do lose. 
um, which is quite possibly likely uh, with a team like PNG. Um, you know, we need to, to play well just so we can carry it through to the next two games, which are our, our real big chances to you know snag a win. Mm. Pakistan's your second game on uh, Wednesday the 13th. Um, I would think you guys would be favourites in that game. Yeah, well, it is their first tournament, um, you know, and, and they've only been together, what, six months, I think, yeah. from what I read on, online. So, you know, and of course they've got a few guys that have been playing in, um, in Australia and getting ready for it, but, you know, it, it is tough when you, you've got guys organising themselves separately. Mm. And, yeah, there's no reason we can't go into that game favourites. I mean, it's, it's one we have sort of marked down as a, a potential win if mm. we can, you know, play to our best. But they they have got some big units which which does concern me a little bit. Um, you know, from their player profiles I've read anyway, there's quite a few tall guys in there and a couple of really heavy set guys too that could you know potentially bother us. But yeah, we're hoping to give that team a, a real good dig and you know come out with a win. And I'd expect the same. You, I mean, your community round game at Box Hill North is uh, against Tonga. Yes. Um, and I'd expect you guys to favourites in that game as well. The fixture's actually done you pretty well. Uh, yeah, yeah, it did give me a little bit of a smile when I saw it. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's there's a there's definitely a tougher tougher groups to be in, but um, you know, not to take them lightly, of course, because you know they obviously had that influx with uh, you know Easy Flower signing up with GWS to to get some guys you know more interested in the mm. AFL game. So they've definitely got guys that are capable of playing there's no doubt about that but um yeah hopefully we can use our fitness to run them off their legs um that's the the best way for us to win i think um going one-on-one with those guys is is going to be a tough gig you know if we get caught inside uh it's not not going to be pretty when you got you're up against uh guys with a you know rugby background they're just going to hammer you with the tackles you know that they know how to tackle at least and uh you know they're quite strong so if we can keep away from them and uh, you know run around them, then we yeah I think we're good for a win. But if we get stuck inside and uh, let, let them you know physically impose themselves on the match, then I think it's going to be a really tough game. Mm, who else is in your group? Uh, I think that's just the three that we've got. Um, that that yeah we only got the three games. I'm not sure who else there is. I think it might be India. The pl- I think India plays against uh, Pakistan. So oh, they, they do actually. That, as well, in, but in yeah, the... we only we only play against PNG, Pakistan, and uh, Tonga. So it's it's not a bad group to be in, really. I mean, I I can see you guys finishing second in that group. Yeah, well, we're definitely aiming for it. Not um, not not, you know. not to cite your chances against Papua New Guinea, but they've they've got to be our right favourites for that division. Oh, definitely. There's there's no way you can uh, d- discount their ability. I mean, they're they're always up there at the pointy end of the competition. So, you know, if we can give them a a good shake, it'd be nice to, for a confidence boost, especially. I mean, but uh, yeah, this is, it is a good group. I mean, um, you know, I'm I'm sort of I'm definitely glad we've missed out on teams like the USA and mm. uh, New Zealand teams like that, where um, especially USA when they they pounded us last time. You know, you don't want to go into a game against guys that have, you know, destroyed you three years ago because it, it still rests on the mind, especially with some of the younger guys. So, uh, you know, to avoid teams like that, it's good to, you know, potentially build the confidence. Are, are you a better team than you uh, were in two... the finals? Sorry. 
Are you a better Sorry? are you a better team than you were in two thousand eleven? Um, I think I think so. Yeah, I mean we we are missing a couple of good players in. Uh, and Ken Sato from that team. Ken Sato did make the walk. We're pretty well drilled. Um, I'm, I'm not sure how well drilled they were last time. Um, you know, I only watched some of the games, but but you yeah, know, I think we're we're a pretty well drilled team, and skills wise, we're definitely better. Um, you know, I've had an extra three years, and some of those guys have also, like I said, spent time in Australia playing football now. So uh, you know, getting that ex- extra experience definitely makes them a better team. I think. And a lot of the players are hitting their peaks now. I mean, um, like I said, with Masaya, he's he's definitely in his peak right now. Or maybe even next tournament, he'd still be one of the better players as well. But but um, yeah, we've we've got that really good mix of experience and youth right now. We've only got a couple of guys that you know I wouldn't think would be t- like uh, would handle it too well. Uh, just some first year guys we brought along just for experience, but. Um, yeah, the main group itself, the core of the group is quite good. Um, you know, very skilled. They're sort of at that right age where they can, you know, potentially cause some upsets. Okay. Well, that was pretty much all the questions I had. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to add? Um, I guess anyone that uh, is listening that wants to come down and watch, please come down and watch. Uh, you know, any expat Japanese guys or guys that did play in Japan AFL that are living in Australia right now, please come down and support them. Uh, Box Hill guys, if you're listening, you know, get the whole crowd down there so we can try and give them a you know a bit more of a home ground advantage with the old uh, crowd down there giving a bit of a razzie on. So uh, you know, if if that could happen, that'd be nice because the more people get down there, the better it is. It's better for the game um, exposure wise. So, uh, yeah, come down and support them. Um, you know, I think it'll be, uh, they'll be an exciting team to watch. Okay, and that, that first game against Papua New Guinea, that is at uh, Royal Park at 3.30 in the afternoon on August the 10th. So it's, yes. a nice, it's a nice time, it's a weekend, there's no excuses. Yeah, exactly, it's a perfect uh, time to come down for a beer. Hopefully and, the weather's uh, good. some footy. So get down and support the Samurai. I've been talking to Brett Snowden, the coach of the Japanese Samurai side that is heading to the International Cup in uh, just over a week. So, thanks very much, Brett. And I'm sorry, no, thank you, you, Jason. sorry you can't actually make it, but congratulations on your new arrival in any case. Yeah, thanks. It's, it's, like I said, it's a little bit disappointing, you know, to work uh, for so long and, you know, not to physically see the fruits of the labour, but hopefully... I get some good phone calls coming through. Well, all the best from uh, us here at Bigfooty. Oh, thank you very much.